0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August twenty sixth. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Decision day for fiscal bills. UC ANR drought policy brief. Heat simmers on olive oil bill. And revenues down for avocados and lemons. The suspense ends today for hundreds of bills. This morning marks the biannual culling of bills stockpiled in the suspense files of appropriation committees. The make-or-break moment will determine the fate of the more than 500 bills that have been branded as having a potential fiscal impact to the state budget. Most of the decisions, however, will already have been made ahead of the hearings. AgriPulse has been closely tracking SB 559. That's a bill Proposing nearly $800 million for fixing conveyance canals, the Assembly Appropriations Committee was set to debate the measure on Monday, but they bumped the discussion to today. UC ANR offers policy ideas for helping small farmers survive drought. Small farm advisors and specialists at UC Agriculture and Natural Resources have issued a wish list of funding priorities for helping small and disadvantaged farmers in the San Joaquin Valley. Lawmakers received the policy brief ahead of a listening session this week on the drought's impacts on agriculture. The recommendations focus on money to help with drilling new or deeper wells and similar improvements. This could come from direct state funding, zero-interest loans, or grants through CDFA's Water Use Efficiency Program. Incentives or credits for switching to less water-intensive crops would help as well. And PG&E could play a part in lowering electricity costs from the increased groundwater pumping. This could come in the form of pump efficiency rebates or financing for repairs. County Farm Bureau's drop opposition to olive oil bill. A measure setting limits on when olive oil producers can use the name California on their labels has divided Northern California Farm Bureaus. With recent amendments, however, most have gone neutral on the measure, including one that had been in support. The Monterey County Farm Bureau maintains its support alongside local groups for olive oil producers and small farmers. The catalyst for change came down to one word and a font size. The bill's author removed the requirement for the word containing in reference to the percentage of California olives in the bottle, and the producer would not be allowed to market the word California in a salacious font size. Major California avocado and lemon company reports lower revenues. Limonera, the largest U.S. avocado producer and a major lemon company that operates fruit farms in the U.S. and Chile, says in its latest earnings report that it saw lower third-quarter net revenues this fiscal year. The pandemic and weather issues took a toll on the company, which stressed a rosier forecast for coming years as non-bearing lemon trees, quote, become full bearing over the next four years, which will enable the company to achieve strong organic growth for many years to come. Net revenue in the third quarter for the company, based in Santa Paula, California, totaled $49 million down from fifty three point six million in the third quarter of fiscal twenty twenty. Limonera says it sold one point one million cartons of domestically grown lemons at an average price of about twenty one thirty five a carton. That corresponds to the one point four million cartons at eighteen twenty two sold in the third quarter of the previous year. Lymanera, quote, experienced the same global logistical delays in the third quarter that are affecting the entire agriculture industry, said Harold Edwards, the company's president and CEO, in a statement. Taylor Farms invests in indoor leafy greens production. California-based Taylor Farms says it's investing in Pure Green Farms, an indoor leafy greens producer in South Bend, Indiana. This expansion into greenhouse-grown fresh offerings will complement Taylor Farms' existing 122,200 acres of fuel crops and 16 salad-producing facilities across North America, Taylor Farms said in a statement. Pure Green Farms, which went into operation just last year, is part of a growing expansion of high-tech indoor farming called Controlled Environment Agriculture, or CEA. Industry officials say the expansion of CEA will help lessen U.S. dependence on imports. Climate smart ag needs $30 billion, Democrats told. More than 60 groups are urging Democratic congressional leaders to prioritize climate-friendly agriculture, food systems, and equity in their $3.5 trillion domestic spending package. About $89 billion in the budget reconciliation measure will be designated for agriculture and forestry in the package, and groups including the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, American Sustainable Business Council, Earth Justice, and the National Family Farm Coalition want to see $30 billion of that allocated to conservation programs. The 2018 Farm Bill provided about $60 billion for conservation programs over 10 years. Those Farm Bill programs include the Conservation Stewardship Program, the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, and Conservation Reserve Program. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA Expanding Dairy Donations, Producer Subsidies. The Agriculture Department is taking new steps to shore up the dairy industry by putting $40 million into the distribution of surplus dairy products to needy families while also boosting payments to farmers under the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. The Dairy Donation Program, which is being funded from coronavirus relief funding that Congress authorized in December Bills on a program set up by the 2018 Farm Bill that was limited to fluid milk. Dairy cooperatives and other processors that provide products to food banks and other services can get reimbursed for the cost of the milk and some of the manufacturing and transportation costs. The expanded program not only extends beyond fluid milk to process dairy products, but also offers significantly larger cost reimbursement. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Jill Bronow told reporters yesterday. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's She Said It. This funding must go towards initiatives that benefit the people of California, specifically farm workers, rural communities, and people of color, not the interests of big ag That Asha Sharma, who co-directs the California branch of the Pesticide Action Network. With $200 million left unallocated in the recently passed agriculture package, Sharma's urging state lawmakers to invest in farmworker housing, pesticide regulations, and organic farming. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, August 26th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.